This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Adalia Hansen. Welcome to the Warning Television Program. It's a live audience. There are children in the premises. Today, I want to talk about foundations. And I'll pray first before I go to the teaching. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We pray, Lord, let your spirit, Lord, brood over us and over the word, God, that your word will perform great and mighty things, O God. I pray, Lord, that we may have understanding. I pray, Lord, we'll grasp with the truth and take this truth, Lord, and cause us, Lord, to be made free. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to go to the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verse 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and the bit against the house, and it fell with a great crash. Other version says, great was the fall. Now, Jesus is speaking about foundations on what we built our lives or anything upon. Now, we realize there are many foundations here in our society, like marriage and family is a foundation, which was established by God in Genesis 3. But in this foundation of family and marriage is actually the bedrock of the civilization. Anything and almost everything is built upon this foundation, be it government, be it organization, be it schools. So this marriage and family is the foundation of all these things. And yet you've seen in the society now, it has become like a threat. This foundation is being destroyed. So it is like an enmity with what God proclaimed it to be. They don't want it to thrive and stand strong. Now, if you look at the book of Psalms 11.3, and David said, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? So David didn't say, what can the people do? But he said the righteous. It means there's a way of escape for the righteous when the foundations are destroyed. So this is a question that David is asking, what are the righteous supposed to do when the foundations are destroyed? If you look at how everything moves right now, in the days we're in, the seasons we're in, there's a lot of foundations that are being destroyed. 
We have the religious foundation, the church. Remember how Jesus said, upon this rock, the church shall be built. Now there are things that are coming up. I'll call them tares because you know the parable of the sower that said the good man sowed good seed and the man slept. They didn't say the good man slept. Who is the good man? It is God. He sowed something in man and in his people and in his church, but men slept and then the enemy came and he sowed tares. So in the foundations that God has built, there are different things that are rising up and growing the same time as what God had sowed in our lives, in the society, in marriages, in families, and all these things, governments, their foundations are what builds this thing. But if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? A foundation, it's a base, right? Or a starting point. A foundation is also the beginning of something. In the book of Psalm, David said, I was born in iniquity and I was conceived in sin. The beginning of his life upon this earth was in sin. Do you know that verse? Yes. So what did David do in this scenario? He knew his foundation was already faulty because him becoming and coming on this earth as a child was already based upon iniquity and sin. But David, he knew all this thing. He confessed it with his mouth. But you realize how David always clinged to God. God said, he's a man after my own heart because he knew the foundation of his life was faulty. But he ran to God. Amen. In the New Testament, the scripture says, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11, For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is Jesus Christ. Anything that is outside Jesus Christ will not thrive for long. Let's say there is a building and then the foundation is faulty. It will take time, but the building will not last long. It will eventually crumble because the foundation is already faulty. But you realize it's all about time here. It doesn't just crumble. You build and then it crumbles instantly. It takes time. And Jesus said the rain descended first, the rain. And then after the rain, the floods came. The building is probably still standing. And then the wind blew and great was the fall. It's all about time. In relationships, let's say people start in a relationship and in this relationship, it's all faulty. You are being equally yoked with the non-believer and you enter into marriage with that person. The foundation of the marriage is already faulty. It's unstable, amen? So in this person, let's say the person is a believer and this man or woman is not a man or woman of God, but the marriage has already been done. What can the righteous do? That's the question. Anything that you tend to build, anything whatsoever, if be it ministry, be it relationship, be it business. For the people who are called by the name of the Lord, Jesus has to be the foundation of all things that you do. You have to examine everything before you build something. You're told to, before you build, what do you do? You count the cost. You count the cost. I'll give you an example of a foundation in the book of Joshua 6:26. Now they had gone and attacked Jericho and Jericho fell. And Joshua made a proclamation. He said, cursed be the man before the Lord that rises up and build this city. He shall lay the foundation of that city with his first son and the gates, his youngest son. And then if you go to the book of first Kings 16, uh, 34 said in Ahab's time, heal, 
of Bethel rebuilt Jericho. So this is a man already going to build whatever that there's already a curse upon that place. But he goes and builds on it. And he said he laid his foundation at the cost of his firstborn, Abiram. And he set up its gates at the cost of his youngest son, Segub, in accordance with the word of the Lord spoken by Joshua, son of Nun. So Joshua made the proclamation, whomsoever that shall build this city again, the foundation shall be built upon the cost of his first son. Here, many years later in the first Kings, here comes a man who went to rebuild Jericho again. And the scripture says he lost his first son. There was a proclamation already done. He said, according to the word of God by Joshua, the son of Nun. So what is it? Sometimes we find ourselves wanting to build something. And there is already a curse upon the place, but you're building something that already has a curse on it and you keep building on it. It will eventually crumble because the foundation is not strong. Let me give you an example. If you read Jacob, he was going to bless his sons, right? And then he called all of them and he started with the first son, which was Reuben. And he said, Reuben, you are the first sign of my strength. But he said, you will not succeed. Because what did Reuben do? He went and laid down with one of his mates, right? That's one. He went to Simeon and Levi and he said, these two are brothers, but I don't find counsel in them because they killed in anger. These are his two sons. And he went to Judah and said him, he called him praise. Amen. If you go to the book of Revelation chapter five, verse five, and it says Jesus was called the lion of the tribe of Judah, there's usually a blessing of the firstborn. But if you look at this scenario, Reuben was skipped, Simeon was skipped, Levi was skipped, but Jesus came as the lion of the tribe of Judah. There was a proclamation made upon the sons that Jesus, even him, when he came upon the earth, there had to be a foundation. He went where the blessing was, and that was Judah. Amen? That's what I'm saying. There's some times when, because people don't know, the person you end up marrying, you don't know. Did the parent even curse that person? And you end up marrying that person. You don't know. The parent declares, this son of mine or this daughter of mine, you will not succeed in life. And here comes an innocent person and they get married. Amen. And the blessing or the curse of the parent is there still standing. But let me tell you, but this person comes in and gets married to the person without knowledge. They don't know. The issue is people perish for lack of knowledge right so you start to build a family with this person but everything just crumbles right here and the person never addressed that because the person never addressed the foundation what did the parent declare upon that because it means any child that comes out of that there's already a foundation there amen there's already a foundation but in this there's always a way of escape i repeat the scripture and david said what can the righteous do. The question here, the basis is you have to be righteous for you to find a way out. Righteousness will give you a way out of that faulty foundation. Amen. In the book of Psalms 127 verse 1, it says, except the Lord build his house, the builders build in vain. Except the Lord build that house. So now you've already started something. You didn't even bring Jesus into whatever you want to start. All you did, you went after your own desires and you didn't consult God on whatsoever you want to build. And you've already built and things are, you know, crumbling. 
But the word of God is sure and it's forever. It will crumble because you didn't ask the Lord if this is true, if this is what he wants, but you went ahead and did it anyway. So your foundation of whatsoever you have started is already faulty. You know, when God wants to do something in your life, people need to understand the foundation speaks. In being a Christian, Jesus is the foundation. But is he really your foundation? Do you know why? Because people have made even people their foundations. Let's be real. Even in marriages, you find somebody has put all their foundation is upon the spouse. Somebody would say, if something would happen, if something would happen to my husband, I would die. Is that your foundation? Said, if something happens to my wife, if my wife, something happens to her, I will surely die. Is Christ really your foundation? Because when Christ is the foundation of that marriage, then whatsoever he chooses to happen, Let's say your spouse precedes you, he goes before you, and you're left alone. Do you know why? Because your life is based upon Christ as the foundation. When Job lost everything, what did he say? God gives and God takes. Though he slay me, yet I will put my trust in him. God was the foundation of Job's life in everything. He lost his family. He lost his children. He lost every, his possessions, everything. His foundation was God. Because there are times when the Lord will allow things to happen to your life. Let's say a spouse precedes you or a child precedes you, but yet there's a yardstick. You still have long life to accomplish, right? When pastor said his first wife died, he felt like he would die himself. But what did God say? Now you feel how I feel, you know, with my bride, right? But he told him he has to continue with life because his yardstick the level of his life until he goes he has not ended yet. Because when God is your foundation, you go by what he says. Yes, you lose your spouse, but you stop living. You would cry, weep. It's a grieving process. Yes, but what if God decides, he said that you have probably 20 years more, and then you say, if my spouse dies, surely die. No, let's be real. Who is your foundation? A spouse can cheat on you and leave you, and then you fall apart and you want to die. Who is your foundation? Because you'll stand strong. And Paul said, after all things stand, what are you really standing on? You have fought. You have done everything you know that you need to do. He said, now stand, right? But what are you standing on? And the provision for that is that the rock, which is Jesus Christ, and you stand on what he has already done. I told you my story about when after many years, I didn't even know because I didn't know. I was born, I lived, I didn't know what's going on. The problem is they did something to me as a child, something demonic, and my foundations were destroyed. Do you know why God couldn't move? Because there's already a claim over my life by powers of darkness. They said, she is ours. Amen? But now as I grew, I did not know. I just lived and everything was crumbling. All of, I tried everything and nothing was working. And I started to go through deliverances. And I told you, Jesus told my pastor, they did something to her when she was a child. And because they did that, her foundations are faulty. But God said, I will rebuild her. Amen? Amen. So how does the rebuilding happen? I accepted Christ as my Lord. And now I had a foundation to stand on. And he started building me by his word. 
The word of God builds. It builds. It's like laying rock upon rock, rock upon rock. And that is the good thing. That's why the righteous have a way of escape for the foundations to be rebuilt. Christ becomes the solid foundation. And then you rebuild all things by his word. That's why I'm saying there are times when people have ended up in marriages that don't seem to work. The person, let's say, was cursed or something is wrong with the person. But what do you do? You stand upon the rock of Christ Jesus and rebuild that marriage or that relationship with the word of God because you can't turn back. The foundation is already destroyed and you can just say, okay, I'm going to divorce you because the foundation is destroyed. No. Rebuild that with the word of God. The word of God is so powerful. I used to read scriptures about how powerful the word of God is, but I said, yes, it's powerful until I saw it with my own life. When God said I would rebuild a life, tell her to take the scriptures and start quoting and confessing it as it has already been done. Amen. Jesus made a provision about the word of God for us to use it. So now you take the word of God. First things first, Christ has to be the foundation of all things. Let's remove that mindset that man yeah. is our foundation. So now I was saying about the word of God as you lay upon the rock, you lay the rocks upon the word of God. I told you Jesus made the provision that let her take the word of God and start proclaiming it as it's already been done. That is the rebuilding process. It's by the word of God. Christ as the foundation and you build the structure again using the word of God. Amen. Let's say you gave birth to a child and it was out of wedlock. The child was already born. Let's say the child was conceived because of rape. That's one. Or you had a child out of wedlock. That's two. Now the child is already here. The origin of the child is already unstable. Amen. So there's two things to it. It's either the child runs to God to find refuge in him. And most of the times, if somebody has been born unstable, even their salvation can be unstable. You have heard of people getting saved and being born again, but it doesn't last long. They come and then they stay a little bit, they go, eh, and then they run out again. Even the salvation is unstable. You heard about the testimony of Vitali. He said they prayed in for the family to be saved, and they did. And then after a while, almost all of them left salvation. They decided to go back to the world. And he said him and his mother sought the Lord and asked the Lord, why? What is going on? How come these people do not stay with you like they ought to? And Jesus said, it's because there is a curse in the family that is causing them to be unstable. That's why they're not able to stay in salvation. They came and now they have left. So they had to address the foundation. Curses, you know how they thrive and prevail in people's lives because of the foundation. Amen. The foundation speaks. When they tried to rebuild Jericho, there was a proclamation made on that foundation of Jericho and they came to rebuild it again. And then things became unstable and that man lost two of his sons. Did he know there was a proclamation by Joshua? We don't know. The scripture doesn't say, but he lost his two sons anyway. But that's why I'm saying when we run to God, you say everything hidden, everything that you do not know, the Lord will bring it to light for you to know. My friend Sandra she sought the Lord for many, many days. And she said, Lord, I don't know why anything I try to build does not stand. She's in ministry. Being in ministry does not exempt you from that. She said, Lord, I'm in ministry. I'm doing this, but everything is crumbling. And then when she went to sleep, she was shown a vision that her mother was pregnant. 
And apparently the child that was in her womb was her. And then her mother's sister came and stood and spoke to her mother's womb. And he said, this child will not excel. The sister cursed the child. Really? Yes. So the mother gave birth, but the curse was not in the face. Let me tell you, people can curse you even inwardly. David was speaking in the scriptures of, he said, these people, even they say evil things in their heart concerning me. They smile with me, but inside their heart, they curse me. People don't know that. If somebody smiles at you, sometimes it's not really the real person. It's not the person is not authentic. I remember many years ago before I came here and the Lord warned me. He said, do not be deceived by their smiles. Yes. And I said, Lord, how can this be? And the scripture about David said, they smile, but inside they curse you. What happened is the sister cursed the child, not audibly saying it straight to her, but she did it anyway. So Sandra wept to the Lord and I said, how come? But what can the righteous do? She took the scriptures. She started proclaiming the scriptures every day, rebuilding again using the word of God because Christ was surely her sure foundation. But she used the scripture to rebuild her life again and again. People don't know how the word of God is very powerful. I'm telling you, it is powerful. It is very powerful. I'm telling you, it can rebuild anything. When you walk and you see ashes behind you, guess what? The word can be able to rebuild that thing back again. It can. Because even Jesus himself, the book of Revelation, they said the name Word of God was written on his thigh because he is the Word of God. God is a rebuilder. He can rebuild anything. I'm telling you anything. But you have to make him your foundation for the rebuilding to take place. If you look at the story of Jabez, when his mother was giving birth to him, he said, I named him Jabez because I gave birth to him in pain. And Jabez decided, you know what? You say, when somebody calls you pain, you know, names have power. <laughs> you call you pain, you, you might be carrying pain all over the place. Whatever you go, pain will just be seeking you because you're attracting that. Ask yourself why God changed Abraham's name, Abraham to Abraham, Jacob to Israel. Because Jacob was known as somebody who swindled people. But he said, I give you a new name. Your name shall be Israel. And upon this name, it built a whole nation the nation of Israel, because his name was changed. So which name do people carry around? You know, if you call your child pain, that child will just be attracting pain all over the place. But Jabez cried out to God and he said, Oh, that you may bless me, enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me. Keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. That's what he said. Because his name, Jabez, came from pain. And he must have suffered pain a lot. But he said, Lord, bless me. Keep your hand on me and keep me from pain. The same thing that's on his name. Keep me from pain. And he said, God granted his request. But you know that it said that Jabez was honorable than all the people there, all the kinsmen. He was very honorable. The scripture says it. Because now he already had a foundation of who? God. So when he cried to God, the scripture says, and God granted his request. The word rebuilds your life. And when you confess the word and say the word, it's a rebuilding that happens and God will grant you your request because your foundation is God, not your husband, not your spouse, not your children, not your money, not anything. But because it is him, then he'll grant your request.
First John 2, 1, if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, which is Jesus Christ. Everything is in shambles, yes, but Jesus is your advocate. Yes, all things came in a wrong way, relationship, money, whatever. But if you choose God and you confess that these things came wrong, you ask for forgiveness, we have an advocate in Jesus Christ. And he'll start speaking for you. I told you, foundation speaks. And if Jesus is your foundation, he will speak on your behalf to cause all things to be rebuilt. Amen. Psalms 46, 1, the Lord is my refuge. So this is a place where you run to. You turn to God. When David was experiencing these things, he ran to God, said the Lord is his only temple and his throne is forever. He watches everything. And he said, the Lord is a God of justice. Jesus as your advocate and him being a righteous and a just God. There are things you know that you didn't know. And because you didn't know and you confess, Lord, I didn't know. I didn't have that knowledge, but he's a just God. He knew you did it without knowledge. Amen. But his just character will be able to defend you from Satan because evil foundations also speaks. Next time, I'll talk about evil foundations. Amen. Thank you all. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.